What's up, guys? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology, and we are going through Ephesians in our daily Devo. This is the daily Devo, man. And if you've been with us, man, we appreciate it. I thank you so much for for studying with us and going through the scriptures as we continue to go through one of my favorite scriptures, Ephesians, man. We're in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight through nine. And so if you haven't read it, go ahead and stop the tape, check it out, see what it has to say, come back, and we'll discuss the four questions. If you have already read it, let's jump into it. Now, this is one of the verses that I believe that you should memorize. A lot of people memorize this verse because it's such a powerful verse. It shows the amazingness of who God is and the greatness by which he saved us. And so it says, uh, uh, it says, for by grace, you've been saved through faith. And this is and not of ourselves. It's a gift of God and not by works so that no man may boast. So this is this is a powerful scripture. It's one of those what do you call it coffee mug scriptures because it is something that we memorize. It is something that's important to us. But now let's read it in context and see what it has to say. Let's read it in light of the culture and let's uh, uh, read it in light of what Paul intends for it to say. And then we'll discuss how it affects us now. So the, the what is what is uh, um, the idea that Paul is trying to convey here. And I think it's important for understanding what a gift is. And so Paul is writing to this culture that has an idea of what gift giving is. See, the culture in America is like a gift is normally of uh, like, no, you just get a gift. It's not, you're not, you're not deserving of it or anything like that. There's nothing that you do to get it. You just get a gift. Okay. And then there's nothing that you have to do after you receive the gift, that's the nature of a gift. Well, that's not the nature of a gift that Paul, of, of the audience in which Paul is writing to. The nature of a gift is completely different. There's been a huge study on it, and it was probably about seven, I think, or maybe eight things that uh, are that convey the idea of a gift in the Greco-Roman culture. Uh, but we're only going to talk about two. Matter of fact, we're probably only going to talk about one. Uh, and that one is the deservedness of the receiver of the gift. So in that time, the person who received the gift would only receive it because there was something about them that deserved a gift. That was the idea and the culture of that time is that when a person received the gift, it was because they were deserving of the gift that they got. Okay, so this is very important. The reason it's important is because of the idea that Paul is trying to demonstrate to these people that there is no reason for which they got the gift. It's called the incongruency of a gift. That means that they are not deserving of it or there's no condition upon uh, you receiving the gift. You see, back in the day, the person who was considered a great gift giver was a person who wouldn't waste his gift on someone who was undeserving of it. Okay. And so people in this time, when they think that God is giving them a gift, it's to say that the reason he's giving you a gift is because you are worthy of that gift. Okay. But, but Paul is attacking that idea. What he is saying is that the reason that you received this gift was not of yourself. This is not, any kind of work that you did. Now, now I want to discuss the, the idea and notion of what work means. 
uh, I think uh, in the the, um, the 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 idea can come from a various different things. First, it could come from the fact that it's works of the law. We see Paul continually talking about, especially in Romans and Galatians, that it's not works of the law that you were saved, but it's by God's sacrifice. It is Jesus dying on the cross, his blood that paid for the sins that we have. And there's not works of the law, but by faith. It's a belief in that action. And then we see another thing where it's like uh, maybe works of righteousness. It's like being a good person that can gain salvation. And we see Paul attack this as well. That there are no works that a person can do because all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But then finally, I think this idea that is, is being conveyed is similar to the idea of the, the, the gift giving. Is that because a person had some kind of status, a person had some kind of class, a person could had some kind of talent was the reason for which they would gain this gift. And so Paul is saying as well that it is not because you are rich. It's not because uh, you are a uh, great administrator or a great speaker or orator or uh, any of these facts of life. Not because you were a man or because you were a woman, not because you were a, a, a slave, not a slave, because it wouldn't be because you were a slave, obviously. But it's, it's not because you're a free person that you're receiving this gift. And we're going to see later on that it's going to bind us. He says that there is no distinction. And this is, I believe, the reason why he says those things is because this gift that God gives is not based upon those things. God is not a respecter of persons. So it's not the work that you do. It's not the talent that you have. It's not the position that you were born in that you receive this gift. And it's so that no person can boast. Boasting is a, is a tough thing. We, we can boast in the fact that God has saved us. We can even boast in the things that we do. Because I, I don't want to say that, that we're not allowed to, to say, man, you know, I just did this. Because achievements that we do is amazing. But it is where the boasting ends. Are we, are we boasting in our own achievements because we think we did them ourselves? Because no man can boast. There's nothing in which we can do that actually uh, um, is without the power of God behind it. And so that is, I believe, what Paul is, is hitting at. There's no work that we could do, position, status, anything that will gain a salvation because he is the gift giver who gives graciously, incongruently, not based on any kind of condition. So you can't boast in anything that you do to gain this salvation. And just to finish off that idea about boasting is that the real necessity for us to see the boasting is in Christ. May you boast in Christ alone. Now, the reason that um, we can do the things that we do is because God has endowed us with the power to do them. And so when we boast in ourselves saying that uh, we can do such and such, then we rob the glory from God. We're stealing the glory, which is rightly God's. Ooh. Ain't nobody want to steal the glory from God. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, uh, let's see what it says about God. Well, it says he's gracious. I mean, because of the fact that 
that he gives this gift of life, this gift of salvation to anybody, anybody who believes. So uh, that means that it is not based upon our actions. And Paul does this super strongly. He, he conveys this message super strongly when he says that this was before the foundations of the world. Like he chose us in Christ before the foundations of the world. So this graciousness that he is bestowing on us happened before we were even a twinkle in our parents' eyes. So that means we had no status. We had no position. We had no actions. We had no talents. He was just doing this out of the graciousness of his heart, out of the love for which he loved us, the great love which he loved us, which we read earlier. But also God is a saving God. God would not leave us in our plight. He would not leave. He would not see us out there struggling, even if it was because of our own, our own reason, because of our own um, actions, because of our own desires, our own wills. He would not leave us there but he would make a way that we could be saved. He's a saving God, a gracious and a saving God. What's it to say about man? Well, we are powerless to restore our relationship with God. That life that we receive is only by him. There's nothing that we can do. It's not by deeds of the law. That means it's not by following all the commandments that are in the scriptures. It's not by good works. It's not by living just a good life or what we would call uh, the moral law, or um, now I believe the law of Christ, is, is, is not that we can do any of those things to gain salvation. And it's not by our status, our talents, our birth. It's by none of those things. There is nothing that we can gain or nothing that we can do to gain salvation. It is in Christ alone. So how, we can, how can we um, um, apply these truths to our lives? Well, uh, first off, I think we should recognize that it, God's graciousness, he's so good, he's so amazing, he's so great that he would love us despite the things that we've done. So we should rightly estimate ourselves compared to God so we boast in him. But then second, I think that it should help us to, to recognize the inherent worth of all people, that it is because they are made in his image. It's not the talents that they do, the abilities that they have, the birth that they're in, the money that they obtain, the prestige or the strength or the, the beauty or whatever it may be that they have. It's like people are the image bearers of God. Therefore, they have worth, great worth. Well, I thank you guys for uh, uh, listening and I will see you in the next episode.